0: Do you want to empower families and young people in your community? Then take the time to make a tax-deductible contribution to the Coach Tate Fund. The Coach Tate Foundation is dedicated to helping young people and their families in learning and passing on the kinds of life skills that we all need to succeed all too often we hear about kids and their families having encountered life's difficulties that could have been easily avoided by knowing better decision-making skills from anger management to money management to something as simple as learning to manage how we spend our time or how we use our job skills. Make a donation to the Coach Tate Fund. It'll help kids who need help and their families, too. Make your contribution to the Coach Tate Fund. Get details at www.CoachTateFoundation.com. And, oh, by the way, thank you. May the words of our mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable
1: in God's sight. O Lord, our sooth and our redeemer. Good morning, it's family time, and welcome back to the Empower Family radio broadcast and podcast. Today's topic is our pathway forward within our imagination. Our colleagues at Misfit Ministries submitted a definition of the word imagination According to the 1828 Noah's Webster's Dictionary, and it reads as such, the first definition of imagination is conception, an image in the mind, an idea. Number two, contrivance, a scheme formed in the mind, a device, thou hast seeing all their vengeance and all their imaginations against me, Lamentations 3.60. Number three is conceit, an unsolid or fanciful opinion. We are apt to think space in itself is actually boundless to which imagination, the idea of space of itself, leads us. Number four, first motion or purpose of the mind, Genesis 6-5. What does the word imagination mean in Hebrew? It means Yetsa. The term is used in the sense of a twisted imagination. It's translated into the word lust. One time in the Old Testament, quote, and the Lord smelled a sweet savour. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more everything living as I have done. Genesis eight twenty-one. What does the word imagination mean in Greek? Deonor. Mind or deep thought, quote, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. 2 Corinthians 10, 5 through 6, the King James Version. In conclusion, Misfit Ministries, quote, Imaginations are always tied to the mind. They can be thoughts or strongly fixed opinions. The term imagination hasn't changed much in the translation of these two languages, Greek, Hebrew, and English. Now, let's take a quick ba- break here. And when we come back, I'm going to share 10 things you should know about imagination that was submitted by our writers, Matthew and Jean Edward. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: Empower your family with the dynamic new book by Francina Hallruss, our sixth sense and purpose, the power in knowing who you are. It's the book that gives you insights into life's problems. Francina Holris is an author, motivational speaker, and national broadcaster who believes the answers to your problems lies within the knowledge that was once traditionally passed down by families but that knowledge has been short-circuited by today's faster pace. The book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are, brings that accumulated wisdom to the problems that all families face. You'll find your copy of Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are, at Amazon and at better bookstores. Empower your life with the dynamic new book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are, by Francina Hallruss. Welcome back.
1: We have 10 things you should know about the imagination. Now, listeners, take out your pen. 10 things you should write down that you should know about your imagination by Matthew and Jean. The first thing is everyone has an imagination. That's number one. Everyone has an imagination. The imagination is not simply the province of artists and children, sci-fi buffs and gamers. It is simply the ability of the mind to think in pictures. We use our imaginations all the time, whether we are daydreaming, planning, remembering, or meditating. Number two, imagination is an important power of the human mind. Imagination is a facet of the mind along with reason, emotion, and the will. Memory employs the imagination so that we can recall events of the past. Imagination also allows us to contemplate our lives in the present. It also empowers us to visualize the future, which is necessary for planning and decision-making. Now, the creative imagination, the ability to conceive of something that does not already exist, is the source of art and invention. Imagination makes reading possible, as what the author imagines, whether a story or an argument, is replayed in the reader's mind. Number three, imagination is a facet of the image of God. The human imagination is not only a great gift of God, it is also an aspect of the image of God. His creative imagination is such that he created the universe from nothing. His mind perceives the past, the present, and the future. And his word in its concreteness, in its figurative and descriptive language, and in the way it addresses the reader's imagination, shows that God himself imagines. The human imagination is not only a great gift of God, it is also an aspect of the image of God. Number four, imagination is important in living morally. Imagination makes possible empathy, the ability to assume the perspective of someone else. This allows us to rejoice with those who rejoice and to weep with those who weep, Romans twelve fifteen. Jesus is also calling for an imaginative act when he tells you and us, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine. Number five, our imaginations are fallen. Like the other faculties of our minds, reason, emotion, the will. The human imagination is fallen. Before the flood, God saw of man that every imagination of the faults of his heart was only evil continually. Genesis 6, 5. Number six, we sin with our imaginations. Since the fall, our inner sinfulness is expressed in our imaginations. Sexual fantasy. For example, constitute adultery in the heart, Matthew five twenty eight. We also sin with our fantasies of violence, revenge and other illicit temptations. The sinful imagination thus constitutes a major spiritual problem today. Number seven Imagination is the source of of idolatry. One of the creations of the fallen imagination is quote, gods, unquote, through whom human beings shield themselves from the true God, Acts 27, 9. These range from the quote, graven images, unquote, of overt paganism to the abstract falsehoods of humanly devised religions. Number eight, our imaginations can be redeemed. Our imaginations need to be cultivated and disciplined, but ultimately, they need to be redeemed. Christ's death and resurrection gives us forgiveness and the power to die to the old and live in the new. Immersion in God's word which directly addresses our imaginations, can be an occasion for the Holy Spirit itself to bring this redemption. Imagination redeemed, we explore in an often forgotten part of the mind, examine Bible and history precedents to highlight the importance of the imagination for knowing God understanding his word, and living in the world as redeemed. Number nine, the imagination is important for apologetics. It isn't just that many people today do not believe in God, as if the problem were merely with their reason. They also cannot imagine God, nor can they imagine such vital spiritual realities and righteousness, the realities, the holiness, the judgment, or eternal life. Worldviews, whether they're false or true, are also products of imagination, which synthesizes and applies beliefs and assumptions. The materialistic worldview, for an example, has little room for mystery, wonder, or meaning. An apologetic, which addresses the imagination, as well as reason, can open the minds of unbelievers to the truth far beyond their limited conceptions. And last but not least, number 10, the Christian church has a rich imaginative legacy. Though the imagination seems neglected in contemporary Christianity, theologians of the past, such as Augustine, Aquinas, and the Reformers, had much to say on this subject. Meditation on the Bible, as practiced by the Puritans, among others, included vividly imagining what the scripture passages were describing. In addition, Christian artists, writers, and preachers have given the church, as well as civilization as a whole, a rich legacy of imaginative works that convey the Christian worldview in a compelling way. Christians today do well to draw on those imaginative resources as a part of disciplining their own imaginations and to equip themselves to add to that heritage, both the church and the world would benefit greatly. Amen. Now let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back and learn more about the Coach Tate Foundation's Imagineers
2: Leadership Academy. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. To everybody that enjoyed this podcast, order your book today. It's called Secrets and Protection Strategies for National Security by Francina Hallers. The book comes in two forms, a softcover, and you can also download the Audible so you can listen to it at any time of the day. Make sure you go to Amazon.com and order today. This is a must for everybody. Are we ready?
1: Are we prepared to lead by example today for our next generation? How can you lead others if you cannot lead yourself? Listeners, for homework, what does your imagination look like? What does your imagination sound like? Smell like? Taste like? Feel like? And what does your imagination sense like? Are you paying attention? Amen. Good morning, Demetrius, and welcome back to Empower Family Radio broadcast.
2: Oh, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure.
1: Yes, it certainly has been, and our listeners are so excited to hear about uh, the Coach State Foundation's Imagineers Leadership Curricula. And I know we've been talking with this uh, 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 Imagineers for some time, and it's a new innovative creative education method that's actually producing careers for individuals. Please share with our listeners what you know about Imagineers.
2: Well, one thing I can really say is that um, I have a passion for design work, which is uh, uh, a lot of enge- uh, Imagineers that I went to school with uh, at the time that are in the industry. So we were all creative at the time. Everybody had their skills. And what we're doing is bringing uh, the things that kind of I learned and the colleagues that I deal with and, and people in the industry to the Co-State Foundation to actually help us understand the process what it takes to be uh, imagine, um, somebody that imagines, become an Imagineer. One of the biggest companies in the world is Disney. And I yeah. had, um, uh, it was so fortunate enough to be at school at the time of somebody that actually went off to uh, be an Imagineer for Disney. His biggest, uh, one of his first projects was The Lion King. And uh, I sat next to him and learned how to draw and so forth by other classmates. But he had such a skill. And um, he took it to the next level, and he's doing great things in the industry.
1: Well, that's what's so fascinating uh, about this new program that you're rolling out, at least with the Art uh, Academy. It's so exciting, and it should be available to the public soon. But uh, your relationship with Disney and and some of the uh, engineers and imagineers and designers, how did that prepare you for the work you're doing today? As an imagineer yourself with your art, your buffs, and how that translates into careers for our listeners?
2: Well, one thing that I always never lost is my, my vision, my, my kind of my goal. So, vision. You know, I like He's that not, vision. Uh, yeah. Uh, you have to have some type of vision. You know, the Bible says if you don't have uh, vision, people perish, right? And uh, our knowledge, that people perish. And um, one thing I always kept is that kind of drive. So I always uh, surrounded myself with people that do design work and kind of are doing things in the industry. And I can reconnect with one of my old instructors. And I like to really say this. This is pretty powerful. One person, his name, I don't think people know his name. is His name was Sid Mead. He was a futuristic person in Disney. Um, and uh, he did the movie Tron. And his student was my instructor, Jim Moore. So that's kind of like a second generation of person that actually did design work for, for Disney, actually, in the Disney, the movie industry. So I keep my vision and focus on people that are doing stuff today and what they're doing. That's how I kind of keep positive all the time. Well, that's the, uh,
1: one of the key tenets. We talked last week about soft skills, if you recall that. Uh, we often overlook our imagination. And the children today, and you, you spoke about this last week, about uh, parents paying attention to the imagination of their children. They can teach us so much about imagination. And, you know, some of the kids are imagining bad things, and some are imagining really good things that have been inventions for the next generation. How do you see that coming into the curricula where the students will become enthusiastic and excited about innovation again in some of our most tedious uh,
2: employment areas. Well, Coach Tate is such a positive uh, entity. And it's, uh, everybody that comes to the Coach Tate imagines. Everybody can imagine something. We take yes. it to the next level. We kind of show them how to create things with their imagination. And you were talking about bad things, good things. There are bad things out there, and there are good things out there. And we take, uh, you know, the the Jesus Christ and God's philosophy of good things, right? We want yes. to be good. We want to show people good things. And what we do is show the skills that we learned through our process that we learned to the kids. So right, like right now, I do a lot of balloon twisting, uh, which is um, my mind is creative. And I, I don't think I'll be able to do it. And what I do is take my skill and create a form. I kind of show the kids how to do that as well. I also like woodworking. I have a uh, my website, you can look at Demetris Designs, is D E M E T R I O S Designs.com. And that's, we do everything there for the Coast State Foundation because we are so excited about the Coast State Foundation's vision that we spoke about. So we take our talents, our skills, and show the kids. It's a process, and one day they're going to be doing the same thing.
1: Yeah. It is. And I love the, the first part of the curriculum that you guys share with me, uh, Marty, and, and some of the team that's working on rolling this out, is uh, how you invite the children and the participants in. And they have a thing. Uh, and they have to imagine, use their imagination just to create a, their, a reality. And that's what uh, imagination is. Yes. Demetrius, in so many forms, even God created the humans and all creation through imagination. So, do you think it's a, a very big tenet in the curricula that uh, we have at the Coach Tate Foundation where we teach imagination creates your reality?
2: Yeah everybody's creative in a way we show their creativity to take it to the next level. You know, not everybody's gonna be able to build things. Not everybody's gonna be able to draw things. If you look at the whole, uh, let's say Disney, for instance, there's all kinds of different parts that bring business together. Somebody might yes. be the drawer, somebody might be the builder. You have to understand materials and processes and so forth. So what we do is we t- sit down with the child or the children and kind of go, uh, kind of go through some exercise, make it fun, And kind of let them show us what they're kind of good at, and then we take them to the next level in that area. So we have a nice system that works, and we're very proud of that.
1: I I am so too, and I'm so excited for the children and our next generation, particularly our workforce. Our employers are looking for that skill set. Imagine how how you can come in and help me solve my problem, and certainly for entrepreneurs. And the uh, career path going forward for imagining yes. a new product or a new service that's going to benefit our greater society. Is that a big tenet in the curricula for imagining? Oh, yes.
2: Well, I, yes, very, very big. I remember back when I was, like, in junior high, uh, Rubik's Cube came out, and I looked at that, and everybody had one in the room. I'm like, wow, who, like, who created that? Somebody some kind of a creative mind, and Mr. Uh, Mr. Rubik's. It's still around after all those years, right? And then through the years, I learned what I was kind of good at. So we actually, like I said, we kind of show that process. And these children nowadays are so creative. There's YouTube out there. Every time I go do some type of event, they're kind of dueling on something. And it's like, wow, i like to see what they're doing because I was at that age one time. And we like we sit down with them and show them and kind of talk to them about the Coach State Foundation, which is Coach T A T E Foundation dot com, and explain that this is a great program for you. And that's the vision, the vision and the statement we've always had at the Coach
1: State Foundation, Demetrius, which I love for now twelve years. We're going into our twelve years, is that uh, you know when when folks can see themselves in the vision then they automatically become a part of the pro-vision. And I love how Disney has has uh, spearheaded and pioneered this concept and this actual uh, real-life uh, tenant that's important going forward, even in our court systems, you know, our investigators, our school systems. They need people to come in and imagine scenarios. Different scenarios to solve a problem or to create a new yes. invention going forward. And I think our kids are just ready for this, don't you, Demetrius?
2: I do, and the kids are so excited. And they're uh, when they see something they like, you can tell they're so excited. They start jumping, jumping down, up and jumping up and down. Excuse me, and they get so excited. And uh, it gets us excited when they, we see them excited because that's something that's so positive. And those little children, those kids, need a role model. They need somebody to guide them to the next level. And that's where we come in. We kind of show them what we do and what makes us excited about being part of the Coach State Foundation. We're very excited about this pro- program. It's much needed everywhere. Yes, it is. And it's so pioneering and innovative, you
1: know, a new way to get things done in the 21st century. And Demetrius, I want to run through. I know we've got a few more seconds left here. And I think you've adopted six tenants that uh, mirror some of uh, Disney's tenants for hiring Imagineers into their workforce. They actually have a job description. So in, our, in the Educational Academy, the Imagineers Academy, uh, I know the first thing we've already talked about is be in love with the vision of the organization. The vision is very important. Number two, uh, you have uh, raised up passion for innovation. Imaginations create reality. And number three, you've you've introduced to the kids, choose your own path and learn a trade for the path. You just explained that. Very beautifully. How important is that for homework assignment to begin
2: to harness your oh. trade? Oh yeah, choose a path what you're good at and go with it. Whatever you sit down with your goals, whatever you're good at, look at it and focus and go that path and stay on the path. Never give up.
1: Yes, yes, I love that. And number four, you've got learn from how others have done it. Learning from others.
2: Yes. You know, like we, I've learned from somebody and we teach the kids the same thing we learned. So I learned from the yes. best. And I'm trying to give them what I learned so they can take it to the next level. Yes.
1: And this one, number five, Demetrius, I, I, I like this a lot. You're teaching how to separate the magic from the imagination from the hard work that you have to put in to get it done.
2: Example, if you're drawing something on paper, how do you take that thing on paper and create something? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much, Demetrius. We've got a few more minutes left. I love those tenets. And to all of our listeners out there, this is Demetrius Mamaritas with the Coach Tate Foundation and leading by example. Imagineers. Demetrius, any closing remarks for our listeners?
2: No, thank you so much. And Go to the Coach K Foundation website, and we thank you very much.
1: Thank you so much again, and have a great day, Demetrius. And to all of our listeners, your imagination creates your reality. Thanks, Demetrius. Have a great day. In our close, I have a short poem submitted by Bill Hovendel, and it's entitled The Magic Mind. Your mind is a magical place, a place no one can see. It's a place where thoughts exist, where thinking can run free, where imagination has no bounds and all ideas are formed, where love and fears can overtake and emotions are transformed. Your thinking controls your life. It is the magic key. It unlocks your full potential or and can make you disagree. Your personal of the world depends on what you think. If your mind is full of crap, then your life will stink. Change your thinking to change your life. It's a simple truth, but so many do not know. That's all you have to do. Open your mind and let God in. Then open your heart. Let his light dispel the dark as you make a brand new start. Amen.
0: Empower your family with the dynamic new book by Francina Hallruss, our sixth sense and purpose, the power in knowing who you are it's the book that gives you insights into life's problems Francina holrus is an author motivational speaker and national broadcaster who believes the answers to your problems lies within the knowledge that was once traditionally passed down by families but that knowledge has been short-circuited by today's faster pace the book our sixth sense and purpose the power in knowing who you are brings that accumulated wisdom to the problems that all families face you'll find your copy of our sixth sense and purpose, the power in knowing who you are at Amazon and at better bookstores. Empower your life with the dynamic new book Our Sixth Sense and Purpose The Power in Knowing Who You Are by Francina Hallruss. I can
2: only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side I can only imagine what my eyes
0: will see when your face is before me, I can only imagine.